0: Honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the sportstuff.com and now your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Owijin. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com. iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist, a pleasure to be back on board once again today. Minnesota Timberwolves this past week. A couple blowouts both ways. Yeah. Well, yeah, both ways, literally. A two and two week for the Timberwolves. Here we go. Today is the Great Wiggins Debate, we can call it. The Great Wiggins Debate. Hank McCoy getting something really going on Facebook, and it is a debate right now. This guy is playing great basketball offensively. Offensively. Uh, He is now at 15 consecutive 20-plus point games so far at this stage. Hopefully he can tie Kevin Garnett tonight with the all-time record, who did it twice, 16 in a row, 20-plus points in a row for him. Carl Anthony Towns, you'd you think, you, you think he's on his way to getting something like that at some point with the Terry's been on. He had an 18-point game very recently, so we we can't talk about that just yet. Um, Andrew Wiggins, I think, is a better scorer than Kevin Garnett. And I think Carl Anthony Towns is a better scorer than Kevin Garnett. I'm not here to bash Garnett. You know, I mean, you know, I've made my points about him. He's not a number one scoring option. He's not really a full on go-to guy and all that. You get the idea Or wasn't, you know what I mean? And he's also not untouchable. That's my whole point. That's the only thing. And People take it as Joey hates Kevin Garnett. No, I appreciate what he brought, the effort, the overall talent that he brought to this club, but, but you know, he's not untouchable. And this untouchable attitude that a lot of fans locally tend to have gets on my nerves. Alright, so let's talk about the 2-2 two two week and franchise type players showing up this week. Yes, Zach Levine is out, but I do believe I'll say this right now really quick before we talk about it much more later in the year and into, into the summer and such when extension talk starts to begin for multiple players in this club. I think that maximum contracts should go to, you know, when you're talking two maximums and one, you know, almost maximum type of thing, the five-year, four-year type of thing. Carl and Andrew, and then the four-year once you go to Zach, and it's no disrespect, it just is what it is, and it was heading this direction before the injury, so absolutely no disrespect to Zach Levine, and I really hope he doesn't take offense to it when the time comes, because I do believe this is where the franchise is headed. It's interesting, though, when you see how good Andrew Wiggins can be offensively when he's freed up a little teeny bit more, when there's one less scoring option on the floor, so to speak, he can really take off. And, of course, Carl Anthony Towns for a while there has been really taking off. Now, Andrew had been doing well, again, well before Zach got hurt. So he was already kind of on this tear. It's just that it kind of increased. So let's just get on with it. I apologize. You can tell I've got a lot to say already. (laughs) The Great Wiggins Debate. Friday, February the 10th. Happy birthday to my dad and my nephews. My dad turning 74. I can't believe that. That's insane. My nephew's already 12 years old. That's equally insane. What the hell, man? Give me my cane, please give me my cane. Yes, I'm 37 and a half. I'm 37 and a half years old. Yes, I'm still using that, right? No. <laughs> Makes me feel a little younger when you say and a half because then you yeah, cuz kids usually say that. Uh, what the hell? Yeah, this game started fairly well. The Wolves are doing extremely uh, extremely well early. Fourth quarter or first quarter, it felt like fourth quarter, right? No, you, you wish it was 40 points for the Wolves in the first quarter, 40 to 28. Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Davis, mano-a-mano, wraparound dunk, in-your-face, back-and-forth, back-and-forth, mid-range jump shots. Wow, this was some fun stuff. Carl Anthony Towns making all nine of his free throw attempts. Anthony Davis, 8 of 11 from the line. Double-doubles, well, actually, no. Carl did not get a double-double. Isn't that sad? Only eight rebounds, but that's because other people were rebounding. Gorgie got eight. Okay, that's not that many. Um, And, uh, I don't know, um... (laughs) <laughs> there weren't a whole lot of rebounds to be had. That's one of the problem because uh, New Orleans shot 60% in this game. Yeah, that's not because they're scorching the net you know, with great shots or anything. It's because the defense sucked, and guys were getting around. And, okay, yes, Drew Holiday burned us from the outside as well. Um, Drew Holiday's a guy I've always liked. 10 of 14 from the floor, 25 points, almost at a triple-double if you want to count nine turnovers as one of the uh, options. Five steals in the game for Drew Holiday. Um... Just taking away those passing lanes. Eight steals in this game for the New Orleans Pelicans. Wow. Uh, Jeez, that's that's pretty rough. Rough game. Very rough. Uh, Omar Aztec, how the mighty have fallen. I mean, only four and a half minutes in the game. Four fouls. You know, he's one of those kind of guys. He's a good player. I think he's a starting center. At least a, you know, near starter. You could say at least a guy who deserves several minutes. 28 minutes a game. 25 minutes and he's just getting buried there in New Orleans, so I kind of feel for him there. Dante Cunningham always has a good game against the Wolves. It's so annoying to watch. I mean, this is a guy who you thought was going to be out of the league a couple years ago, the way he was dropping off, and, of course, distractions, off-court distractions going on with him that we do not need to get into because it's just not my business. Um, Jiminy Christmas, I mean, he just kind of, yeah, he just kind of had his way with the Wolves. Three of five from the outside. Reminds me of old Anthony Tolliver, you know, the decision part duh. Look, look that up on YouTube if you if it's still there, it probably is. Where he was, you know, doing his decision. He's coming to the North to play with the Wolves back in 2010, making fun of you know who, Mr. LeBron James, Mr. Wayne Gretzky, Mr. Magic Johnson out there. That's basically what he was against the Wolves. We'll talk about that shortly. Shabazz Muhammad, hmm, not yeah. He'd been on quite a string of solid games at this point, but now not so much. Only five points, um, two of eight from the floor, missed all three of his three point attempts. Lance Stevenson Yuck, twelve minutes of not much. He he got a couple rebounds. He made a free throw. Yeah, that's okay. He even he even got an assist mixed in. Sounds a lot like Chris Dunn, who just What the hell? I mean, Chris Dunn and Tyus Jones, no good off the bench. Neither one of them were good in this game. Tyus Jones got twice as many assists though. Woohoo, two assists in the game. And he made a free throw. Yeah, um neither backup point or neither backup point guard doing well. Nice to see them both get action, but Yuck! Um, this game did not go well as things continued to spiral very negatively and towards the New Orleans Pelicans' uh, wonderful delight. About 50% from the from three from beyond the arc and 60 from the floor, as I mentioned earlier. Anthony Davis, the brow was brow beating the Wolves 42 points, 13 rebounds. Carl minus should get 36. Again, a mono mono type of game. And Andrew Wiggins was excellent in this one. Very solid. The fadeaway shot, mid-range, all that good stuff. He's developed a pretty nice fadeaway. And a 29-point performance for a guy who continues to rise up a bit with the... Uh, <clears throat> in in the scoring department, and this guy is definitely going to get a lot of attention this week. Huge week for Andrew Wiggins. Sunday, 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 February the 12th, we move on, 122-106, New Orleans had defeated the Wolves. Minnesota turns in a Pelicans-type performance against the Bulls, wearing the blue jerseys at home, as now we're starting to talk a little bit about new new uniforms and new jerseys coming into next season, as some of that will be unveiled during the course of the spring and later on as we head towards the summer. Fun little game for the Wolves here, fun little night, but yeah, yeah, the Wolves won without Dwayne Wade or Jimmy Butler, but uh, you know, you know, at least we won the game, right? At least it wasn't like the, <laughs> okay, you know, like the uh, the uh, the 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 what do they call themselves? The Grizzlies, the Vancouver Grizzlies. no, the Memphis Grizzlies a couple of weeks ago, no Paul Gasol, and they still beat us. That was freaking frustrating. This was a lousy game for Chicago, kind of reminded you of the uh, early 2000s Bulls, you know, when they were really bad and the Wolves beat them by 40 back in the Garnett and Wally era. That was kind of a fun little game to go to, but still, that was kind of a joke. At the same time, Garnett, Wally, Terrell, you know, that team, very, very familiar club. This was easy, this was kind of meh, you know, woohoo, Rajan Rondo came off the bench, was actually probably the best player for the Bulls, except for somebody named Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis. Any relation to Clinton Portis, the former Denver running back? I don't know. Uh, Jerry and Grant was decent from the outside. Uh, Doug McDermott was the best ball, pardon me. uh, At least from three-point range. 6 of 15 overall, though. He was solid in the game, but uh, whatever. Uh, The Wolves just had their way against a very undermanned club. Don't understand why Thibodeau didn't sit some of these guys down a little earlier in this type of situation. But luckily, nobody got hurt. And I don't know, sometimes Thibodeau should sit guys out when it's clearly a blowout and the other team is pretty much folded, you know, because they had like, you know, they had like a two of, of spades and a, and a seven of diamonds and, yeah, you know, a king of whatever. You know, it's just there's nothing there. No, not, not even a king. Let's just say an eight... And then, yeah, just not not one royal card, no same suit, and really almost nothing in a row there to, to be able to give you anything. no pairs, nothing. And the wolves, you know, they didn't have a royal flush or anything. They had a couple of pairs. they had a pair of twos and a pair of sevens, you know, so that's not too bad, two pair, I guess, even though they're low, and the wolves won the game. woohoo, uh, 117, 89, easy going type of game. Andrew Wiggins had his way when he when he, when he he felt like it. 27 point before, for Andrew Wiggins. He got six rebounds in the game because there's a lot of missed shots from Chicago, only 41%, though they did hit 40% from the on the arc, so take note of that. Again, again, 40% beyond the arc, even with this putrid Bulls club, that uh, obviously things aren't going well, and yes, two players were sitting out that are kind of important, even though Wade's damaged goods. He's a very good damaged goods, though, and Jimmy Butler's the best player on the balls, without a doubt, even though Kawhi Leonard could basically tear him to pieces, which he did twice this year. I feel bad for (laughs) Jimmy Butler in that case. It also tells you, if you're going to trade for Jimmy Butler, you don't give up the frickin' moon for him, because Kawhi Leonard can kick his ass, and if that's the case, that means he's not that great. You know what I mean? You know, I'm just saying, it means he's not worth giving up the farm for. You're not going to win a championship with a guy that gets completely destroyed by uh, Kawhi Leonard when he's already getting into his upper 20s. Give Andrew a little time, and he just might hopefully, hopefully be able to match up a little better with uh, Kawhi Leonard in the future. I hope Andrew Wiggins is better than Butler, long term. I hope so. Um, Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson. Who's that guy? Off the bench, six points. Okay, Uh, you know, it's just, and of course we're going to talk about him getting hurt, and it's unfortunate. (sighs) It's a shame. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, not a whole lot to say about this one. Just woohoo! It's another one of those Greg Popovich-type games where, you know, the guys, the guys are out, they're hurt, or they're sitting out, whatever it is. 117 to 117-89, Wolves win. Let's move on. Let's, before we drag this too long, and a nondescript game. I'm glad we won the game, and it was fun to watch. Sure, but it was too easy. It was too easy. Romance is in the air Tuesday, February the 14th. Yes, if you love basketball, this is your Valentine's date. Except the fact we lost the game. But it was fun. It was fun, to a point. If you love the game of basketball. If you love the Timberwolves, well, you know, you know, it was, it was all right. <laughs> you got to see Wiggins get 41 points, and I love that. That's more than enough for me to enjoy the game. Um, and Ricky Rubio dishing out 16 assists. 16 dimes, as they say. That's enjoyable. Carl Anthony Towns well over 50% from the floor, 26 points, and did not get a double-double again. Again. Only 8 rebounds because... Well, 52 per, 52% 52 from the floor from Cleveland. That's not going to help our cause. Though the three-point shot, they t- attempted 39 in the game and made only 13. Getting a little crazy here, guys. Whoa. Channing Fry, 4 of 11. Kyrie Irving, 2 of 10. F- future Timberwolf, Iman Shumpert, at least according to some people, they hope or wish. <laughs> 3 of 8 from beyond the arc. Um, but this is a well-oiled machine. No Kevin Love. There was no love in the air with Cleveland, and they still won the game anyway you know, on a romantic night like this. <gasps> okay, sorry. Shabazz Muhammad again, failing to get to double digits off the bench. Kind of sad, kind of disappointing. Um, yeah, well, whatever. <sighs> Andrew Wiggins was great in this game. He didn't get to the free-throw line much, but he was scorching the net. He was also attempting a hell of a lot of shots. 16-29 from the But He made half of his threes. Very fun in that sense. Nice little catch-and-shoot and dishes from Ricky Rubio over the course of this game. Almost 50% from the floor from the Wolves. And it's still, they still get beat pretty significantly. 116-108. Not the worst thing you ever saw. But certainly not the best. And LeBron James, and... and I don't want to say his name. I can't even take it anymore. I can't stand it, you know? Especially when you saw how stupid and just, just you know, neglectful the Wolves were guarding this man. This guy that's got too much hair. He's too much worried about his big bleeping hair rather than being a good player, being left open and cuts to the basket multiple times in this game. A guy who was taken number two overall when there were so many good players behind him in that draft. A night where David Kahn, a night that will go in infamy, that will follow, that has gone down in infamy for years for this club. The $4 million bag. I still got the bag. It's empty because the $4 bucks went to Kerr Rambis. Trade down, trade away, trade down, trade away. That night, the night of infamy. Derek frickin' Williams, you know that guy, yeah. Ugh. but let's talk about LeBron James first. Magic Johnson, he's not Michael Jordan. He's Magic Johnson. He's absolutely Magic Johnson out there. The way he's just, you know, he's he's a you know six foot eight guy, big guy like Magic. He's a lot more muscular than Magic Johnson. <laughs> just a little more muscular than Magic. A, a tank of a man. A guy who would be, yeah, uh, would probably be a good NFL player if he had the, the skill set for football. Because obviously you have to learn a whole different skill set, regardless if you're a good athlete or not. you got to have learn the skill set and the timing. But it um, looked like Wayne Gretzky. Uh, Wayne Gretzky in, in sneakers. You know, I mean, Wayne Gretzky was, you know, you think about him as a great scorer and all that for the Edmonton Oilers, Los Angeles Kings and all that Rangers in the end there. New York Rangers in his older days, um, but really the Edmonton Oilers, which is kind of what Cleveland is right now with all the stacked players. Well, not all of them, but a good number of good players on that team. Nothing like Edmonton or anything, but uh, it's getting there. Uh, but the passing of this guy is ridiculous. I mean, you think Ricky Rubio's a great passer? Yes, he is. But LeBron's even better. Um, you know, he's even better, especially for the position he plays, and a guy who you need to cover because he can score on you any time he wants, just about. He's the Wayne Gretzky of basketball. He's not the Jordan. He's either the next Magic Johnson or the next Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> I don't know about five championships. It's possible, like Magic got. It's possible, and luckily we won't have to worry about that other thing. At least I, I hope not. Well, we won't even mention that. But uh, just passing guys open. I mean, he looked like he was going to pass to the right, and no, he was passing downward. He was passing south. That Derek Williams was cutting to the basket. Andrew Wiggins just... I don't know what Andrew's doing. Completely out of position. He's standing up by the free-throw line. Well, Williams just walks right past him. Or should I say cuts past him. And Andrew does not stay with him. Doesn't stay with him. Just watches him go. Switch, Andrew. Switch. Switch. You're just guarding an area. And this is an argument that Mr. Hank McCoy will talk about. The back doors and the lazy effort. I won't go with lazy, but I'll go with... Lack of awareness. I mean, wake up. Defensive awareness, please. I know you got a lot going on. The overload of information from Thomas Tom Thibodeau and all that, Mr. PhD or so he'd like to believe he is. And But still, I mean some of that's common sense. Stay with the guy if you could, please. And it happened time and time again. And then Derek Williams is able to get what you'd call a pick six if it was the NFL off of a uh, Carl Anthony Towns attempt over to Andrew Wiggins, trying to maybe hopefully set up a three-point shot, or, or maybe Andrew gets the ball and immediately cuts to the basket like he did multiple times in this in, the ga- in this game, and even more so in the Denver game, where he would not only get 20 points, but he'd get 40 in both of these games, 41 in this one. But it was a pick six from Derek Williams. He went all the way, coast-to-coast, dunk and all that good stuff. Aren't you happy for him? 13 points up the bench for a guy who, just like... A, Lance Stevenson, who injured his ankle, and he was actually playing good in this one, so quite a shame. Only three minutes, four points. He was actually doing well in the little time he got out there, but now he's got a sprained ankle, high ankle sprain, which is really not good news. Those are painful, and they take forever to heal. A guy on a 10-day contract, Lance Stevenson. Derek Williams comes from Miami, 10-day contract, and he's making a good impression. Number one pick in the draft of 2011, Kyrie Irving. Number two, Derek Williams. So there you go, the old one-two punch. Isn't that precious? Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. Uh. And the two Canadians are gone. They went to Minnesota. One of them is completely out of the league at this stage. Anthony Bennett, the other, the Wolves' leading guy on this night, 41 points. But uh, again, Wayne Gretzky, LeBron James out there looked fantastic. And let's just move on. (laughs) Fun fun game to watch, but disappointing outcome, especially seeing that son of a biscuit, Derrick Williams. And he, he needs to get a haircut, you know. Get a haircut. Get serious, man. Enough with the fashion. Enough with the, the you know, it's whatever. Just play basketball. Some some of this big hair stuff, like we're happy for you. Seriously, and these big beards too. Yeah, it's working for James Harden, but that's it. You know, he's the only exception. I'll I'll go with yes, I'm a dork, but I'm going to stay a dork. So go ahead and hate me for that. Back-to-back games. Wednesday, February the 15th, Minnesota heads to the Mile High City, Denver, Colorado. One of, the, one of the nicer cities in the United States. One of the more obnoxious fan bases, though. Denver Nuggets, not a fan of them at all. They drive me crazy going all the way back into the postseason years ago. Wolves in Denver, a bunch of a-holes, and I know LeBron James is, or LeBron James, Latrell Spreewell was dropping FU bombs on them after we beat them in those games. Spaz so Muhammad's back, recipient of some nice passes, including one from Mr. Dorgizhang along the way, who started at center. A little bit of shuffling going around because maybe Carl wasn't getting the rebounds. And it happened again. You move Carl to power forward, 19 freaking rebounds. Whoa, hey, 19 rebounds. That was a forecaster-ism, forecasterism there. 19, um, he didn't get the shot blocks like he did last year when Nikola Pekovic started at center a couple games last year before same old story happened. Um, yeah, 19 rebounds. He just gets freed up. He seems to do a hell of a lot more. Gargi's rebounds dropped down big time, only to five. But uh, one of his two passes was a beauty as he went was on the verge of going coast-to-coast coast and then just dished it off to Shabazz recipient there. Nice cutting to the basket and all that, like Shabazz likes to do. That's why he was able to be five and seven from the floor, and he even made five free throws. Thank you very much, Shabazz, for making all of your free throws in this one. Andrew Wiggins, awesome. Uh, moved over to shooting guard. Cutting to the basket, eight of eleven from the from the free throw line. It wound up with forty points in this one, including probably at this point as great as Zach Levine's dunks have been this season. And now, unfortunately, we won't see another one until next year. Turned in one of the turned in probably the dunk of the year for the Wolves for the Wolves on uh, Nikola Jokic, who is taking over at center now with Nurkic on his way to Portland, and of course Mason Plumlee. Woohoo! Comes to the Denver Nuggets, and he was good. He was respectful. Um trade deadline's approaching within a week here, and I have no idea what's gonna to happen to the Wolves, so I wish I could go on and on about that, but I I, I don't know. Maybe we'll talk a teeny bit about it in the fan interaction. But um <clears throat> the Wolves end up tying up this series, luckily, with how frustrating things started in this one. This is the only blowout of the season series and no Nurkic, the Denver Nuggets lose. <laughs> yep, yeah, nothing really to do with that. But no Wilson Chandler, that didn't help, and the Wolves again take advantage of that. No Wilson Chandler, no Kenneth Free, no Danilo Golanari. It is what it is. And Jokic, also a technical foul in on this one. So Denver, definitely not at full strength in this game. Um, Jamal Murray, we're getting more and more looks at him. And so far, out of all the guys, he's a true rookie. He's not Joel Embiid, who got drafted two years ago. He's a true, true blue rookie. Jamal Murray is right now the best rookie. The best. Um, not the best game Overall for him, 5 of 13, but still managed to turn in 14 points off the bench, and he hit the three-point shots, and he is going to be a really nice player in this league, and some people regretting that he's not with the Wolves. Uh, It is what it is, though. Gary Harris, the best player in the Nuggets in this one, hitting half of his threes, 8 of 17 from the floor. Just overall, solid guy. I like Gary Harris, and he's another one I wouldn't have minded the Wolves getting, say, we if we didn't have, say, a Zach Levine or maybe somebody who could come off the bench, back up Zach Levine or whatever it is. Uh, maybe he starts and Levine comes off. Levine ends up being the better scorer, but Gary kind of just a solid starter, stabling option. Or I, I don't know. Uh, it is what it is. Like, say, if we never had Zach Levine and we, you know, Gary Harris would be the perfect shooting guard to fill the role for this club right now. Randon Rush moves over to forward, he was okay, 7 points, woohoo, <laughs> in 24 minutes, made half of his shots from the floor, including one 3 point err. but Andrew Wiggins, again, the story of the night, attacking that basket, like a vengeance, with a vengeance, 40 overall points, and again, nice fadeaway shots in this one, and I made a couple threes as well, 40 points, back-to-back games, 15 consecutive 20-plus point performances for Andrew Wiggins' Who is the Lone Wolf winner, or excuse me, the Alpha Wolf winner for the week? The Alpha Wolf. Still getting used to that. Andrew Wiggins gets it. He has earned it. Yes, it's a great Wiggins debate. His defense needs work. It needs a lot of work. And we're going to talk about that more in the third segment. But for this week, he is the best player for the Wolves. And absolutely. Uh, Carl, absolutely, positively honorable mention. Without a doubt. The... And nice to see Tyus Jones getting a little action in the Denver game again. Four points off the bench, plus seven in that little four points. Chris Dunn, you know, this is his best game of the week. Five assists and all that good stuff. Hitting Andrew Wiggins and hitting other cutters like Shabazz Muhammad along the way. Nice, solid game for Chris Dunn, sure. But over the course of the week, he's been invisible. And he is continuing to be more and more of a, a disappointment so far. I still think he has a chance to be a very good point guard in this league, and I pray to God he is, because we've been through too many busts with this club. We've been through Randy Foy, we've been through William Avery, we've been through Johnny freaking Flynn, and he will get the Johnny Flynn Memorial award for this week, Chris Dunn. Um, Not a good week for Chris Dunn. Hopefully he can come uh, out of this funk, uh, rookie wall, whatever it is, but a nice, solid turn in against Denver, but he's not going to escape from the Flynn Memorial for the week. Bring in a couple more of these, Chris Dunn. Solid game. Um, Only two points, but still the five assists, two blocks, good defense. His defense has been solid. I will give him credit. But have almost no point guard presence, no offensive general presence on the floor has been getting frustrating until this particular night in the Mile High City. Uh, Not bad. So we wrap things up with that. Wiggins, Alpha Wolf, and Chris Dunn, and Johnny Flynn Memorial. Two and two week. Let's talk about only a couple games as we head into the All-Star break. Oh, goody for that. Mm Andrew Wiggins is lazy. Lazy! Hank, the debate isn't until segment number three, remember? Oh, oh that's right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hank kind of jumped the gun there. But, uh, you know, yeah, we got four games to preview. Uh, hello, Timberwolves fans. Yeah, ha <laughs> ha. Segment... Number two, let's preview a couple games. In fact, it's going to be more than a couple. Yeah, next week we'll be off, but I will preview the four games that will be reviewed on the next show. Two weeks from now, next week we'll be off. It'll be the All-Star break for Timberwolves Explosion. Uh, things were just brought down a little bit. It was only like a couple games and very easy shows for Brave the Wild and the NHL All-Star break. And then conveniently they have this bloody... Okay, now the Australians I don't know, gotten to rub off on me, but there's nothing wrong with that. I love it. Uh, we have this bloody... Uh, by week coming for hockey, so sports are going to get a little boring around here. Why can't? Why do they got to time this stuff so? Ugh, they got to have everything on top of each other. Wolves wild same night. Wolves wild same night. Wolves wild, and, and then the next night's boring. You know, come on, back and forth, back and forth. Ugh, I wish it was possible, but I don't know. It's it's not easy. Four games to preview. Let's get on with it. A little awkward here to start off the second segment, isn't it? But it is what it is. Especially when you got somebody really wanting to. Bash Andrew. Okay, he's not going to bash him, but he's going to debate about it. It's a debate, not a bashing. Four games. Dallas, uh, it's a Texas two step, but it's not a Texas two step, a home and home type of thing. Uh, Dallas, host, uh, coming to Minnesota. We go to Houston, and then Sacramento, and Utah. So we had a little south, and then southwest. Yes, southwest. Oh, I'd love to say Utah or Sacramento right now, even though I. There's nothing to really complain about the weather. It's getting warmer and all that already. Uh, the litter, the planet's literally turning the corner in the old orbit. That's why you're getting some more sunlight. And unfortunately, in Australia, it's kind of their August. And yeah, like February is their August, and August is their February. Yeah, you get the idea. Our August is their February. As things start to turn the corner, literally. Summer, it comes to a close. Spring begins to start in uh, the different sides of the planet. So get the idea. Let's get on with it, shall we? Yes, Friday, February the 24th. That's a little ways from now. Wolves host the Dallas Mavericks. Woohoo! Winnable game for the Wolves. And if you're going to have any hope of making it to the postseason, these are the type of games you got to win. Um, Dallas has about the same record as the Wolves right now. The Wolves have one more loss. That sucks. 35 losses already, which to me says they're going to have a hell of a time. We are going to have a hell of a time making the postseason. That's the frustrating part. That's the part I don't like. Um... But a very winnable game. Dirk Nowitzki, not too long ago, had a really nice game against the Wolves. Uh, It helped beat the Wolves in Dallas. Luckily, the Wolves host the uh, Mavericks this time around. I think the Wolves will have a game closer to the January 9th versus the January 15th, again, where Dirk Nowitzki had his way. In both games, frankly, he played well. It was just the first one where he was just kind of starting to get the old bones loose again and the tendons and all that good stuff when you're getting to be 38 and he'd been out for quite a while coming into the season. But I looked, uh, the Wolves won 101-92 on January the 9th. Again, 98-87 Dallas in Maverick Land last time around on the 15th. I think that it'll be much more similar to a 101-92 type performance. Uh, how are things going to turn out in this one? Well, I think the main guys are going to score. And I'd, I'd like to see Shabazz Muhammad get double digits off the bench. In fact, I'm almost guaranteeing he will. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns had his way big time the first time around, Rubio at 15 assists that was awesome, Wiggins, icky, icky night uh, Wiggins, you know, sometimes he rebounds, and Carl usually does if he has a lousy game against a certain club, in fact you know, like everybody so far this year he's he's turned up against nicely, except so far Paul Gasol, and now he won't get a chance to go against Paul Gasol again, because uh, yeah uh, because because old Fezziwig, Gold Fizzy over there in Memphis didn't play him he was doing a Popovich, and they still beat us doesn't that just drive you crazy? Wesley Matthews, though, the first time around was awful. Second time around, very good. That's the scary part. Literally made half of his shots, including four three-pointers. That was a bummer. Um, so that that's a difference maker for you. Wiggins rebounded a little bit, was a little better. And he rebounded more, too. Carl, not so much the second time around. Not the best game, not the worst game. I, I think Wiggins will keep his tear going. In fact, this is one of the last games Andrew Wiggins did not get... Uh, uh, the t- uh, 20 points on January 15th. I believe it was the 17th. I had it up and I would moved it around because I was looking at the split stats and such and Andrew Wiggins because I'm just fascinated with uh, a lot of this stuff. His last, yes, that was the second last one. His la- Andrew Wiggins had only 10 points against the San Antonio Spurs the, uh, that awful night against Kawhi Leonard. Whew, yeah, January 17th, the last time Andrew did not eclipse the 20 point mark. So this was the second last game. Um, I think Andrew will eclipse the 20 point mark. Carl will be the leading scorer in this game, though. I think he's gonna get the I think he's gonna have another one of those 36 and type of 36-ish type games. But at the same time, don't be surprised to see Andrew turning turn in a 27er in this one. Minnesota will win comfortably, but it won't be a blowout. It'll be a comfortable win, like this one, the nine-pointer earlier in the year. Minnesota will win 102 to 94. 102-94. Wolves win by 8. Comfortable win for the Wolves. Not a blowout but they'll lead most of the game and they'll play very well in my humble opinion. So we move on quickly here. <coughs> Wrap up the season series of the Wolves winning the 3-gamer 2-1. to one. The Wolves will beat the Dallas Mavericks in the season series. Houston Sprockets a back-to-back type of deal. Oh goody. February the 25th the Sprockets. Basically Sprockets the owner of this club. He's asked uh Mr. Harden to shave that beard, but it's not going to happen. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe they just get a little too upset. So we kind of leave that one alone. Um, I'm trying to dig here. Where is interesting note, too, when Wiggins has started at shooting guard, he's averaging 43.5 a game. He's eclipsed the 40-point mark twice at the shooting guard position this season. That's pretty funny, actually. Andrew Wiggins right now averaging 23.2 a game. Carl, 23.7 on the season. In the month of February, though, Andrew Wiggins twenty nine point one points a game in the month of February. You know that's pretty good, and yes, we can say bad things about Andrew, but that's pretty good. That's that's exciting. That's encouraging. Again, and I know the whole second half thing is driving Hank and others nuts, and I don't blame you for that. To be quite fair, to be quite fair, yes. Um, Dallas Mavericks, Houston Rockets. Oh goody! Houston is forty and eighteen. They're just a little better than Dallas. Minnesota and, and Houston have played some pretty good games this year. Uh, Houston beat the Wolves in a very dramatic performance. The Wolves led that whole game. A lot of frustrating calls went against Houston, and they still managed to win the game. Old, no longer the man formerly known as Coach Pringles because he shaved his mustache, leading the Houston Rockets in the right direction right now. It's just a perfect fit, and I don't know. It just is. Don't, don't ask me why. It just is. I mean, uh, and their winning percentage is... Point six nine oh. I mean, that's pretty awesome. And yeah, let's leave that number alone, please. Um, phew, boy, December the 17th, This that was a fun game to watch. Sucks to lose. <clears throat> and then Minnesota wins 119-105 to 105 on January 11th as we host the Sprockets. Now we go to Houston twice. Feb 25 and April 12th, at the, near the end of the season, as <clears throat> things really start to yeah, warm up, and I'm back doing spring cleanups again around that stage, unfortunately. Harden, one of the MVP candidates, but I don't think he'll get it, even though a lot of you believe he will. He's averaging the same about the same amount for the season that Andrew's averaging in February, 29. Uh, strong overall guy. We all know that. And they're just they're still winning. I mean, they've won four of their last five. They recently lost to the Heat, who just continue to play very well over there. I mean, that's an impressive win for the Miami Heat. 117-109 in Houston. So, Wow, it makes Houston look mortal to a point, but Jiminy, Jiminy. Uh, Andrew Wiggins at 28 points, very strong, and I think Andrew will be the leading scorer in this game. Carl has always played well against Houston. He played very well earlier in the season. Remember that 40-point game? And then you have the 18-rebound game. Against Houston here, very solid. Andrew, a little bit better with 28, even though you could say Carl was the overall best player. But then again, then you got Rubio, who was just spectacular. 17 assists, career high. Shabazz Muhammad hitting Shabazz Muhammad on cut after cut in this one. 20 points off the bench for Shabazz. I don't know. I don't think the Wolves are going to win in Houston. I'd like them to, and I love the way the Wolves played the last time around. I'm not... I mean, I'm expecting a good game. I think it'll be fairly close. The Wolves will stay in it. Andrew will get the 30-plus mark. He will get a 30-point type of game. In this one, Carl will be right there. He'll get a a ton of rebounds again, hopefully. Uh, He's been phenomenal against Houston this year as Carl. Uh, But I just have a feeling Andrew's going to have a big night against the Rockets on the road. It just seems like his type of game on the road in Houston. He seems to play well there. He pretty much has historically uh, but I think I think Harden and the and the boys will end up winning this one. Gordon will beat us from the outside. It'll be something like that. You're going to see outside shots made by the Rockets. It's just what they do. And don't be surprised, Corey Brewer will hit some big shot because that's how it always seems to roll against the Wolves. Former players hit some big shot late in the game and and uh, derail the Wolves' hopes. Uh, Eric Gordon scares me from the outside. He always has. It's amazing that he's actually able to stay healthy this year. Uh, still, I mean, averaging 17 points a game, very strong guy who's been often injured throughout his career. Rockets will win this one. A very high scoring affair. 118. It's gonna be 118, 110. Wolves will be in it most of the way. Wiggins will get into the 30s. Carl will will threaten the will knock on the door of the 30s. But he'll get like a ton of rebounds. 16 ish. It'll be like a 28-16 for Carl. Andrew, I'm looking for 33-ish against the Rockets. And then hopefully anything else, <laughs> like five, six assists would be great to see hitting cutters along the way. And, I mean, when when Andrew is looking to pass on occasion, he, it makes him just that much better. And, of course, adding some frickin' defense would be nice, but I don't see a whole lot of defense in this one, unfortunately. Rockets win 120, no, 118 to 110. Rockets win. James Harden leading the way, and Eric Gordon hitting half of his three-point shots is what I'm afraid of along the way. Sacramento Kings, the crazy... All over the place. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. Sacramento Kings. guy. I don't know. Uh, no Rudy Gay. I think that increases the Wolves' chances. Even though I'm not a big fan of Rudy Gay. I don't think he's that... Uh, I think he's not the best. Darren Collison, Ty Lawson, two guys that were hanging around in those drafts. Remember, they both came in that same draft. We actually... Well, Collison was a possibility, I remember, and Lawson was a Wolves draft back in the 20, two, 20, two, two, 2009 draft. Collison... And lost and were hanging around. The Wolves needed a point guard, and we took th- two of them, or was it three? Pardon me, three three point guards in that draft. Yeah, duh. I tried to forget the second one. Let's not even go there. What the hell's going on with the Kings? They won four out of their last five, they won four in a row. Boston, they beat the Boston Celtics. Isaiah Thomas, the former Sacramento King, who's just blown up in Boston, one of the best players in the league right now, a legitimate full on all star. I mean, they, get, they finally get derailed by Golden State, surprise, one hundred nine eighty six. 86 eh. They barely beat the Lakers, Vince's club, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir, right? They beat New Orleans, something the Wolves just refused to be able to do for some reason. They sneak past Atlanta, but they crushed Boston. Wow, way to go Kings, I guess. Uh, boogie DeMarcus Cousins, another Vince, another person, Vince Romano was a big fan of, um, This is a fun team to watch. I mean, Boogie's annoying a little bit. I do agree with his statement, though, with F Golden State. Though, unfortunately, Golden State F'd him, I I suppose, 109-86. to You know, there was a fan standing there with a jersey. uh, I don't know what, uh, in Sacramento, wearing a Golden State jersey. And he said, bleep Golden State, and gave the guy two middle fingers. It was pretty funny. I agree with Boogie. I don't like Golden State very much. And God bless you, Luke Williams, if he happens to be listening I hate Warriors fans, except for Luke Williams and maybe a couple others, but generally speaking, God, bunch of Johnny come lately, you know, Seattle Seahawks, cocky s blankety-blank, you get the idea. Not a fan, so, there, yeah, I got that off my, my chest. Uh, there's Anthony Tolliver. I, I almost forgot. Anthony Tolliver. He was one of the reasons the uh, Kings beat us this year. Isn't that great? I'm going all over the place. This one's in Sacramento. You know, the Wolves play better in Sacramento against the Kings than they do in Minnesota. So I'm going to pick a victory. It's going to be close, though, just like the others. Sacramento has beaten the Wolves twice this season already, so there's no way the Wolves can win the series. They could tie it. It's a four-gamer. February 27 and April the first. I think Minnesota's going to end up tying the series. How about that? I think they're going to win uh, at home on April 1, and we're going to beat Sacramento in Sacramento on Feb 27, a very entertaining type of game. Very similar Performance. I'm going to go with 107-104. Minnesota wins by 3. And who will be the big star in this one? It's going to be Andrew. No Rudy Gay, no problem, right? <laughs> Anthony Tolliver is going to frustrate us, though. He's going to make like 3 of 6 from beyond the arc, and they're going to be at the most frustrating times. I, I, I mean, that's Anthony Toliver. He always kills us. 17 points off the bench last time around. 5 of 7 from beyond the arc. DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. Jiminy, 32 points, and he killed us the game before. Zach Levine had 40 points against the Kings. Not a good game by Andrew Wiggins at all. Only 15 at that stage, but I do see him having a strong rebound type of effort. And yes, and hopefully he'll literally rebound because he had zero in the last one. Um, Carl and Zach pretty much are the better players, but I do think I I see Wiggins showing up on the road against Sacramento this time around. Again, 30-ish again. Expect Carl to do what he does. Uh the other sad part as well. Don't be surprised if the Wolves try to add somebody along the way. I mean, there, there'll probably be a trade of some sorts, especially with Zach being out. Not a franchise-changing, altering type of trade, I don't think. But you never know what's on the mind of a new president of basketball ops, a new general manager who've been known to the general manager has been known to make big trades in the past in his old days with the Knicks. Um, not so much in San Antonio, but on occasion, <laughs> as he was the the assistant there. Um, and, of course, the Stevens' injury, uh Levine's injury, something's going to happen here. And I feel for Stevenson. That, that's got to suck for that poor guy. Gosh, talk about it. Financial hit for that guy. Oh, finally getting back in. Um, I don't know. Uh, expect to see a new player on the roster. I'm not sure who, again. We'll talk about that at some point. I don't know. I, I don't even know where to go because, I mean, the rumors are kind of, you know, You're not hearing that much, and that's probably when something does happen. It'll be something totally unexpected. Um, But for the most time, I thought it was going to be a big man. Now it's probably going to be a guard of some sort, just because we have to. Uh, But again, the Wolves will win the game. 107-104 over Sacramento, so I'll leave that alone for now. We'll get to the Utah game. The Wolves never beat these guys. God! Wolves never beat the Utah Jazz. And they're very good now. They're definitely a full-on playoff team. 13 games above five hundred. The Wolves at this stage, 13 games below five hundred. So if the two teams played today, they'd be reciprocals of each other. Literal reciprocals of each other. They are winning our division in the Northwest Division right now. The Wolves trail of the Jazz by 13 games. And they've been beaten by Utah twice this year. 112-103 back in November. Higher scoring, fun kind of game, but did not go the Wolves' way. And then a low scoring, heartbreaking, frustrating, son of a... Bitch! Game, pardon my French. January the 7th, which the Wolves led the whole way, but then all of a sudden they stopped scoring, and Rudy Lobert had his way defensively, defensively against the Wolves. Had a lot of a lot of calls go against him along the way. But a frustrating performance. I see Carl, this is, this is a Carl game. 100% Carl Anthony Towns game against this club, because this is how he, Carl has been all year. He will step up, he will make the 30-point mark, he will have a huge 36-point effort against this club, um will the Wolves finally beat the Jazz though? No. Um you know thirty points might be a little bit much, but I'll say thirty, not thirty-six, but Carl will be threatening and it'll be a close game. But I think the Jazz win again. And I'm sorry. I hate to go with a one and three type of record here, but or actually no, it's two and two and two record, pardon me. Two and two record because the Wolves will beat the uh the Dallas Mavericks. It'll be a two-and-two two week for the Wolves. So again, we'll stay at five hundred which doesn't really help our cause majorly making the playoffs, but at least we're getting a little better, I suppose. Utah's going to win this one, 98 to 94. 98-94 Utah wins the game, but Carl will make it very interesting, and somebody, hopefully we need some three-point. We need some more three-point threats, a Brandon Rush I believe Brandon Rush will show up with a few threes in this one he's going to have like a 15-16 point type of game, Brandon Rush, four three-pointers is my, is my guess Uh, Gorgie is going to be a huge key in this one as well. Both of the big men will be so so important against this club. You're going to hope to get something positive out of Andrew in this game, and I'm sure you will. I do think Andrew Wiggins will eclipse Kellen Garnett's uh, uh, 16-game streaks, both of them. There are two of them in his career with the Wolves. He will eclipse the 20-point mark, and if he does, I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) I'm going to be pissed off. I I think he will, though. He'll get to 17-18. Maybe he'll go all the way through this week, and if he does, that'll be great. Uh, Zach Levine has always played well against Utah, so it's a huge shame to see him out in this one. He he was disappointing down the stretch in that game, and he missed threes, but he still ended up with 24 points, did Mr. Zach Levine. He was playing on the injured hip at that point. Uh, Carl, 5 of 13, very frustrating, still massive double-double in the game, including six offensive boards. But I think Carl will get to 30-ish against the Jazz. But unfortunately, the Jazz will squeak out yet another victory as they continue to play... Plus, they continue to play north of the six uh, hundred basketball oh, um, in Utah, one of the prettier cities, one of the prettier parts of the country there. Um, awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, awesome for them, anyway, as they're going to be they're division champions without Carl Malone, without John Stockton. They're looking like a division championship club right now, and good on them. Close game, but I think the Jazz take a 3 nothing lead in the series, and hopefully the Wolves can sneak out with a win. Uh, either I mean, ho- hopefully we can beat them March the first or April seventh. But Utah, very good chance they're going to sweep the Wolves this year. Um, unfortunately, it's, it's just is what it is. It's a bad matchup. It's been a bad matchup for years now. Uh, Gordon Hayward always good, and of course, freaking you know. I mean, there's just a lot of you know. George Hill hits the shots. Rudy Gobert, very dangerous guy. Defensively, can frustrate the the crap out of you. Almost dropping, air. <laughs> I'm almost cursing my head off here. But uh, certainly, an overall, super talented big man is really Gobert. Big rebounder, big shot blocker, super defensive player. And that will be one of the reasons we do not win the game. And, of course, Gordon Hayward will go off for his usual 25-ish in the game, even though he's averaging 22 at this stage. So there it is. We will wrap this up, come back, and start the great Wiggins debate with Hank McCoy, Vince Germano, and others right after this. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, Fan Interaction, segment number three. Let's get started. It's going to be very interesting, little interesting stuff. So let's start off with Twitter, at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion. No today's takes this week. Must have been busy or something. or Maybe I I, I don't know. Uh, hopefully everything's okay. Hopefully I didn't take him off. No, I, I don't think so. Uh, very active on Twitter. And yeah, I understand if you don't want to do it every week. You know, it's one of those things. Maybe next week, so... It is what it is. I mean, nobody can do everything every week. So uh, I want to thank Tanay and Levi and Hank or excuse me, Vince Germano for retweeting the last uh, episode, the link to the last episode on the Twitter account. Thank you guys so much, Tanay and Levi Brown, and of course Vinny Vinrock. Vince Germano of the Coltside podcast. We'll talk about that in a minute here. Um where do we go? Well, we're having a conversation here. Ah, it went backwards. Okay. Um, Levi was saying how he loves the, t- 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 he loves Danae's takes. Yep. He's like, nice takes. And I said, for both of us? And he said, of course. Ha ha. Yep. And Tanae's takes are awesome. Absolutely. Um, where do we go? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Danae Brown says, come on, Joey. I'd love to have an AI on this team. I think Wiggs could be, could be that, but he needs to learn a distribution role. Yes, he does learn to need to learn a distribution role. And when he does pass, and when he does kind of generate a little bit, create, he's pretty good at it, actually. When him and Towns were kind of cutting to the basket, and he kind of faked it over to Towns in the dunk. Beautiful play. And there's stuff like that. He's done that more than once. He's capable of making some nice passes, kicking the ball out to, to uh, for three-point shots for a Brandon Rush, and, and uh, maybe a Shabazz cutting to the basket, or open three. And, of course... Zach Levine when he was healthy. God rest the season there, but hopefully he'll continue to come back. And here we go. Tanae Brown posting the picture here from a season ticket holder. The road ahead. New logos, new uniforms. And I'll read what it says. I might as well just read it. This spring we'll be unveiling a new logo for the Timberwolves. The first major overhaul of our uh, of our marks in 20 years. Of our marks in 20 years? I wonder why they wrote it that way. First overhaul of our marks in 20 years. So it's going to be a completely different logo, I guess. Um, we'll continue. We have introduced our new colors to you in this kit as a sneak peek of what is to come in our logos and uniform next year. As, as a most valuable ma- valued member of the pack, we want you to be the first to know the future look of our team. Our 2017-18 members will receive an exclusive members-only invitation in the spring of 2017 to see our new logos. And of course, that'll be leaked on Twitter. Big shocker. Just like this was. The organization has gone to great lengths to ensure that our new look is inspired by our fans, our home state of Minnesota, our heritage, and our future. We are excited to share this with you in the months ahead. I'm excited, too. Now, what annoys me is how it didn't say the colors, but okay. But somebody else posted the information: navy blue, lime green, lime green, and heather gray. Now, what the hell is heather gray? It's a dark gray. Um, I didn't know at first. Like what the hell, heather gray? Where? What about Cynthia gray or or Jack gray or uh, shades? Uh, I don't want to go there. Screw that crap. Yeah, <laughs> get, get that. Get that. Get that. Get that out of here. So, Hank McCoy has been looking for it when I was asking about the colors, but I can't see anything. It sounds like they're going with state colors, so I guess that's blue and gold. And ended up being, again, navy blue, which I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what the state colors is, But yeah, navy blue. Hmm. If we're going to look like the Yankees. No, I don't know. I don't think the Yankees. No, navy blue, lime green, and heather gray. So, a dark gray, a lime green, and, and navy blue leaves me kind of like, huh. Huh. Um, it's going to be interesting. Hopefully, it's simplified and not crazy. Maybe it'll look a lot like the old ones. I hope it's not overly simplified, but I got to tell you, the black and green of those Christmas jerseys were freaking awesome. They look like the Minnesota North Stars, kind of. But even though it was like the stars, you know, before they turned into Dallas almost, uh, somebody posted one with Zach. It was like a, you know, the whole Photoshop. Very simplified. Looks kind of like. It looks like a yeah, extremely simplified look, kind of with a. It's not really a lime green, more of a teal. It Look more like the San Jose Sharks and the Timberwolves at this stage. <laughs> white, white, heather gray, kind of a a teal and heather gray, and I see no navy blue in it. So whoever posted that, I don't know. Uh, no, they're they're missing the navy blue, unless that is navy. Well, I guess it kind of is. I guess it is navy blue, huh? Okay, um, interesting. Uh, Tenet likes how simple that one is. He says, I don't want to be the guy, but some of the officiating in this game is marginal at best. Yep, being the guy that complains about the officials, and that was in the uh, Cleveland game. And, and, of course, it is. It always is with LeBron James. He says, I remember a game last year where LeBron just seemed to get to the line every uh, every time in the fourth. Wiggins deserved some calls. And, yes, it was completely going on last year, uh, enough to frustrate a lot of people out there in the Basketball Nation of the Minnesota Timberwolves. There we go. Got a little follows going on, and I'm following back because that's how I roll. Not sure they're really related to the show, but oh well. Doggone it. I wish they were. I like when they are. So let's get over to Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. I will also give a quick shout out to Flip's Army at a Facebook page. Lots of uh, I, I tend to go on there in a, uh, during games, like in-game threads and such. But, you know, it's a nice page, and uh Trevor Wickerwin, kind enough to allow me to post links to Timberwolves Explosion on there, so I want to thank him very much and give him a huge shout-out. Flip's Army page, welcome on board that. Again, do join the Facebook page if you could of Timberwolves Explosion. member, All the information is in the show description. Please like like the Facebook page, follow the Twitter if you could. There's a phone line, it's 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Um, That's how today got on. Not through the phone line necessarily, but through the audio submission route. Now the phone line, the number will be in the show description. There's also the call now button, which can connect you through Facebook Messenger to the same number. So it costs nothing if you're from Australia, New Zealand, uh, Seattle. No, Seattle, yeah, that too. Canada or wherever. So calling out to you, do join the show that way in the audio submission route. Really use your audio device on your phone rather than go through the call now And email it to paladino live at yahoo.com. Paladino live at yahoo.com. Usually I mention that at the end of the show, but I just felt like mentioning it now, I guess, so we can kind of jump into this conversation here. Any conversation on the last show? No, the posting of the last show. So it's all visitor posts from here, boys. And it's going to be interesting. Going to be interesting. Uh, Super early does the headaches aside. We already read that one. Johnny Flood Memorial Medical Staff. I'm going to get caught up. Oh, yeah. Okay, yep, this is where we are. Hank McCoy of the Courtside Podcast. Do give it a follow. Give it a subscription on iTunes. And Podbean, not Podomatic. I said Podomatic. Hank McCoy says we're available on Podbean, not Podomatic. And I deeply, deeply apologize for misleading anybody that may have been looking. Hopefully you figured it out somehow, some way. Because, I mean, you'll get it on iTunes for sure. But there's also the uh, premium subscription route. Twenty bucks for the year. Twenty bucks for the year. Again, I'm thinking of doing that with this show at some point, but um, I gotta just <laughs> I gotta figure out what's free show and what's a premium show. With this one, I guess they're kind of premium, but I don't have any interviews. That's the one thing. If I get interviews, that's definitely a premium show. Um, but the free shows, which are like the mini shows, they're all on they're on iTunes, and then everything is on Podbean. Podbean. Not Podomatic. Potomatic was the one they left. They were ticked off at Potomatic for whatever reason. I do apologize. Hank McCoy says not to worry when I said it came out wrong, and I'm sorry. So deeply apologize. Pod Bean. Hank McCoy the Alpha Dog. Vince Germano. The Watson. The Watson. The Sherlock Holmes and Watson. John Watson of Basketball Conversation. Here it is, the Great Wiggins debate. Dun 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 and Hank McCoy has that sound effect on his show. Can I reach my hand out and can I ask, uh, is there any chance you could send me that soundbite or tell me where to get it? Because I want that. That dun-dun-dun. Hank, please, 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 can you get back to me on that? I really need that. <laughs> you know, because I don't even know what to call it. And obviously you already have it, so if you can let me know where to find it. just giving you a little bat signal. Let's get on with it. I don't care how much hate I get. Wiggins is not a superstar. Rutrow, Look at you, Hank. Look at you. You're, you're, you're going to get some hate right here, buddy. Okay, I'm just kidding. This is the part that I'm going to get a little mad right here. But, again, it's not... You, you, you make some good points. So it's not like I'm going to sit up here and bash everything. or much. I'm not going to really bash at all. Because you do make good points here, Hank. You do. Everyone wants him to be Dominique Wilkins when all I see is the next Ricky Davis. What? As Hank McCoy would say... Now, it's one thing, if you're not happy <laughs> with effort or defense or this and that. Ricky Davis. Ricky Davis. Ricky Davis. <laughs> That's why I didn't say so much in there, because I figured, let's save it for the show. Let you guys kind of have your conversation. I don't want to jump in and interrupt, even though I'd like to comment, and I probably should have, but <sighs> Ricky, Davis. <laughs> Ricky Davis. Hank, you know how much I hate Ricky Davis. Do you have any idea? How much that guy was just... What a POS he is. Don't Please don't compare him to Ricky Davis, okay? Not Ricky. Can, can, come up with something better. Can you please? That's all I ask. <clears throat> okay, let's continue. He says he's lazy and doesn't want it on the defensive end. Sure, he had 40-plus against Cleveland Cavaliers, and now we can add in the Denver Nuggets, by the way, which I added myself just now. But how many backdoor passes did he let through? How many rebounds did he watch passing by? If he wants to be the man in this league, he has to bring it each and every game on both ends. This ain't Kansas anymore, literally, right? Time to step up. You know what? I agree. I don't agree with the Ricky Davis part, but I do agree on the defensive part and the rebounding. I agree. He needs to get better. I do believe he will get better. Defense, sometimes it's like you want to believe somebody's going to get better on defense. And, you know, coming into the league, you had a little Kawhi Leonard vibe coming in. And this was back when you saw Kawhi Leonard as an 18-22 to point guy. Not what he's become, which is, you know, I mean, something I I don't even know who to compare Kawhi Leonard to now. I mean, that guy is the best player in the NBA. I mean, him and LeBron James are are neck and neck best players in the league right now. And James Harden's third. So all of you that want to put Harden first, no. No, I, I think you're wrong. Kawhi Leonard is better than James Harden. And LeBron James is better than James Harden and Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James are both better than Steph Curry. Oh my God, how could I say that? Did I say that? I said it, and I'm not saying it because this and that about Steph Curry. But I don't think Curry's the best player in the world. I don't think he's Michael Jordan comparable. I don't think he is. He's not comparable to Michael Jordan. Sit down and watch Michael Jordan, and if you lived in the 90s and you watched Michael Jordan live, Steph Curry and Michael Jordan. Steph Curry does not hold a candle to Michael Jordan. He does not hold a candle to Michael Jordan. Kawhi Leonard, his, uh, he's up he's, he's moving up. He is moving up, and uh, wow. Uh, LeBron James has had a fantastic career, and it ain't over yet. It really isn't. And if he continues the distribution talents, they could keep him in the league a while longer. Vince Germano responds simply with dribble, as in BS, basically. That's uh, Aussie's version of, that's BS. Um it's like you're just kind of like writing him off like, screw that. Uh, Hank Vince says, stop. Well, they kind of go back and forth. I wanted to get out. And then he says, oh, piss off, Vince Germano. And Vince says, absolute dribble. It's the most dribble you've ever produced. Hank McCoy, go back and forth. He called him Tim Thomas, lazy, lazy, lazy. There are times he looks like he's in a daze in the court. And, yeah, he looks sleepy all the time. Hey, Vince says, Tim Thomas would love to have half of Wiggins' talent. Knock it off. Oh, uh, Hank, he's not Tim Thomas. Come on, he's not Tim Thomas. Hank, he's not Tim Thomas. He's not Hank. You, you make good points, and then you and then you you, you pee down your leg, buddy. And uh, pardon the uh, graphic image there. Why are you peeing down your leg with a Tim Thomas comparison? And and, and Ricky Davis. You know, make you can make comparisons, but this is. Uh, <laughs> don't go with Tim Thomas, man. Tim Thomas, that guy never did anything. Tim Thomas is a freaking corpse. And he was a corpse when he was in his prime. Come on. (laughs) Hank, I understand your frustration here. I can understand. The backdoor defense sucks. It sucks. I agree. Is Andrew Wiggins unable to absorb it? Is it this freaking millennial generation that can't absorb anything because they're too busy thinking about their freaking Facebook page, their likes, their Twitter accounts, and their viral images? Is that all they care about? Yeah, some of them. A good number of them, and it scares the crap out of me. That's why... (laughs) That's why uh, Steph Curry couldn't hold on to a 3-1 lead. Okay, 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 okay. Now I'm getting a little bit... No, no, I'm going off the the rails here. I apologize. (laughs) I had to say it. Just saying, though. Um, (laughs) Please keep your hate away. I'm just... It's tongue-in-cheek, okay? Tongue-in-cheek. Please, tongue-in-cheek. Now, Hank... Please tell me this Tim Thomas thing is tum- tongue-in-cheek a little bit. Please tell me. So, let's go. Hank says, you know it's bloody true? He needs to snap out of his only turning it on in the second half of the season crap. You know what? I agree with that. I agree with that. And show up every game. The good news is he has been showing up every game of late, but it is the second half of the season. So, you make a good, valuable point there, Hank. Talent has already taken his spot as a franchise guy in many. If, if he doesn't start, he being Wiggins, doesn't start bringing it consistently, just give his minutes to Shabazz now. Hank, or Vince again says, stop it. Um, Valuable points, valid points that Towns has taken off. And yes, ever since back in November, ranting and cursing myself uh, in in December, actually, when I was ranting and cursing with those blankety blank three-point attempts by, and I'm banging a pen here around because that's how I roll when I'm thinking when he's banging, when he just non-stop three-point attempts, just jerking off behind that three-point line. Again, forgive the, uh, the uh, graphic conversation here, but that three-point stuff, standing behind that three-point line, the Chicago game earlier in the season, when he like attempted, was it nine threes and made one of them? And he just would not get off of it when you need to post up where your real true talent is, and then he did. And then all of a sudden, it just changed. Like, something dawned on him. Did he watch film on it, looking how ridiculous that was? you're not a shooting guard, and then he did change it, and he did, now, Wiggins, we complained, and ranted, and cursed, especially for that 10 point, freaking game, earlier this season, against San Antonio, which again, freaking Kawhi Leonard, but still, I don't care if it's Kawhi Leonard or not, at least get doubled, you know, at, at least get a little bit higher than 10, Jeez, at least get 18, 20, maybe, um, but since then, he's been fantastic, um, For the most part. Offensively. Defensively, you raise valuable points. But we can also go back with Carl Anthony Towns defensively. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. Yes, Carl Anthony Towns is also underachieving defensively from what we saw coming into this league. Oh my god, the host of Timberwolves Explosion just said Carl Anthony Towns is underachieving defensively? Yeah, the host of Timberwolves Explosion said it. Eight and a half years behind the microphone and 25 years of watching the Timberwolves. 25 years of studious watching of the Timberwolves. I am not a joke here. I know what I'm talking about, and so do others in this town that say the same thing. Carl Anthony Towns is underachieved defensively, generally speaking. Now, at times, he looks absolutely awesome defensively, whereas Wiggins looks awesome defensively maybe like 10% of the time. Towns will go with 40. So he's ahead of the curb, and that's why he's closer to being a franchise player. He's also recognizing his true role, staying down low and dominating. So there you go. Um, Vince, Germa- Vince, what am I going with here? Uh, Andrew Wiggins continues to show a little more consistency offensively. I agree with you on the defensive side, but I don't know. Tim Thomas was talented, yes, but he did nothing, though. He did almost nothing. It was almost impossible to watch. Uh, Vince says, Hank says, Tim Thomas was super talented coming out of Villanova, but his lazy ass turned him into a journeyman. Yes. Yes. Um, Hank says, nope, I'm done giving these kids the benefit of the doubt on the backhanded chance they have enough talent. You know what makes talent working hard. Uh, Dan agrees with him. uh, Vince knows it's true, and then they kind of go back and forth a little bit. Dan May says, do you even watch the wolves? Even in the highlights, he looks as uh, interested as a gay man on a lesbian boat float. (laughs) Zing! Oh my! Oh, 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 this guy. Ooh, Dad, you're something, man. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you for posting. Mid <laughs> says, I just keep the faith that the younger players and consider things like, oh, gee, I don't know their age. <sighs> you know, their age has, there's a point with the age, but we can't use that forever. Right now we can, but we can't use that forever. Uh, that's the thing. Um like losing to Golden State when you're up by this much and this much, you know. Yes, you lose to the best team in the league, but sometimes you have the win and you let just freaking let it go. You just peed on your leg and let it go. Just like the jazz game. The wolves literally peed down their legs. And it was just just awful. And I know, pardon me, good thing this is a podcast, but you know, even if this was live radio, what whatever. You know what I mean? Go ahead, sue me for saying that. It's not that bad. Um I probably get yelled at, though, by a manager, but guess what? I'm the manager. Nanana na, na, boo boo. <laughs> uh, uh, Dan says, hey, he's a great player, and yuppies young should be taught defense. is also important from a young age. And it is important. And again, we saw him as a phenomenal defender coming into the draft, so I, I don't know what happened. And Carl's, uh, you know, Carl Anthony Towns is Jalil Okafer. My God, can you imagine? Can you imagine? It's like picking. Uh, It's like taking David Robinson over a mushroom. That's what Jaleel Okafor has turned into. No defense. His offense is, eh, you know, he's okay. He doesn't rebound that much. He can't even make a free throw. Where Carl does make free throws, he's much more aggressive. Um, So, again, Carl, you know, the defense, you saw, the thing is, though, you saw a phenomenal defender, maybe semi-limited offensively coming in. And isn't that weird how both of them have turned into scoring machines and their defense is kind of mediocre? It's kind of weird, isn't it? It's almost like they're preserving all their energy for offense. I don't know. If they can balance that out somehow, some way, this would be a phenomenal basketball team because Wiggins has Wiggins and Towns both have the speed, the quickness, the athleticism to be great defensive players. Um, you saw, again, a Kawhi Leonard comparison coming in from the draft with Andrew Wiggins, and you're getting, I don't know who to compare him to right now. Um, Dominique's defense wasn't that good either, by the way. His offense was great. His defense was decent, though. And if Andrew can get it to decent, then he could be a Dominique type, a modern Dominique, which usually the modern version isn't as good as the the original. It's not. Um, but we'll continue. Uh, Vince says, with players like Wiggins, it does. We need to remember he's still young and played one year of college. Give the kid a break. And Dan says, I'll break his ankles. Wow. Rick Jones says, fire up, McCoy. And Lorenzo Intrinsic says, wasn't defense meant to be his calling card? Yes, it was, Lorenzo. Personally, I only start paying attention to superstars when they start winning. Well, hopefully they do start winning, Lorenzo, as he wraps up that conversation. Very extensive convo there. Not a whole lot of posts this week, but an extremely heated debate there going on. And it was awesome. The great Wiggins debate. And Hank McCoy says, damn, that's a high ankle sprain if I ever seen one. Have seen one. Sucks because Lance is only on a 10-day contract. Personally, I've liked what I've seen so far from Stevenson, and the potential he could bring to this squad. My question is, has the injury cost him a spot, or has he done to at least give himself another 10-day contract? I think he's done enough, but is this the kind of, but how long is he out, though? And that's kind of like, how, how did I say it? Uh, Dan says, gone. I would say, what can we do about it? That's pretty much my thoughts. Now, I was in a really rotten mood when I wrote that, Hank, so I do apologize if I'm coming off kind of like a dingbat, kind of like, a, you know, poo-pooing the whole post. You know, I, I love the post. I really appreciate it. Um, so, please don't think I'm poo-pooing you. I apologize, Hank. I was in a rotten mood. Plus, I was depressed about that, too. I I, I felt bad for the guy, you know. And when you're talking high ankle sprain, it's like, what can you do? Kind of like it's frustration and kind of passive aggressive attitude. So, I apologize for that. Hank says, Well, the question is, has he done enough to earn a second 10 day contract after he comes back from the injury, or would you go in another direction? Tanae says, He helped the bench a lot in the games I saw. Depends on how bad the sprain is, though. Exactly. Could be some ligament damage in there. And that's what I'm afraid of. And I was saying, as long as he is able to come back fairly soon, I would keep him. That's how I feel. I think well something is going to happen there's going to be there's going to be a minor trade of some sort, maybe a medium trade a completely unexpected one you're not going to see Levine for Butler type stuff or Wiggins for you know, God knows, you're not going to see that, you might see something else and unfortunately Chris Dunn and Tyus Jones now Tyus I think is a legitimate player in this league is he a full time starter? No Chris Dunn Chris, Chris Dunn's significant drop off of late has really, I think, hampered a Rubio trade. The guy's value as high as it's ever been, Ricky Rubio, other than coming into the draft, is his his uh his uh value was very high until people started realizing he's not gonna play for two years. He's gonna stay in Espana for two years. So that kinda was what it was there. Um but before that, that was Rubio's highest draft uh, trade position of all time. He was looking at it as the number two guy in that entire draft, ahead of the James Hardens and such along the way and uh that guy, too. And uh, Jordan Hill, too. Yep, higher than Jordan Hill, too. <clears throat> Shane Wall says, Damn, dude broke his own ankles. Hashtag not. How, 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 I, I can't read it. Uh, not high with done. Not high with done. <laughs> I'm not sure if I read that right. Tim Nakaro says, Wolves should capitalize on it and offer him a two year contract. Well,. Maybe, a cheap one, if you're going to get a cheap contract. Never know. <laughs> Lance Stevenson is a name, and he is a player, and if he can, you know, again, keep his attitude in check, which was very professional coming in. Um, I liked what I heard from him coming in. Now, anybody can do that, so you never know. I mean, I don't know. Like, Randy Moss sounded all professional coming in from uh, when he came back to the Vikings, and then that lasted how long, so I don't know. I'm going to look at the video right now just to kind of describe it a little bit myself here. What the hell? Yeah, it's like it was, again, a no-contact injury, and those are never good. Um, And it is high. Yep, he's grabbing the shin, so that sucks. Okay, yeah, that was almost like he hurt himself twice. He almost hurt both of his ankles. Now, I've been there, too. I, I was going up for a layup. No contact. It just went, it just buckled like that. Uh, it hurt like hell, and you know what? It still hurts. And this is 1998, folks. 98. Um, this could—it's it, one of those that could take two weeks to a month, two to four weeks to heal, depending on how just how severe the damage was. So, and there's Jordan Hill fulfilling his role of just helping Stevenson up the court. So, Jordan Hill's contribution uh, noted there. Uh, No contact injury. Yep. Um, That's the unfortunate part with that. Those are sometimes the worst, sometimes the worst. Um, You know, it didn't look that severe, but you can tell the pain is just freaking bad. So we'll see. Hoping for the best. It doesn't look like Chris Carr's when he was going up for a lab and that thing was like, the thing was just totally bent, you know, and he was out for at least a month. It was terrible um so and Chris Carr was back in like the late 90s there with the Wolves Some a lot of you do remember and yes I'm a very old very old old Wolves fan I go back to the beginning so yes um so don't try to get too upset at me some of you that think I don't know what I'm talking about maybe I have a clue at least give me a chance maybe and I'll give you a chance too <laughs> so um there it is uh, whatever um something's gonna happen They're going to have to bring in somebody. There's going to be a guard brought in via trade or another 10-day contract regarding how bad the injury is. You know, here's the thing. There's going to be a 10-day contract regardless, and then it'll be kind of like uh, which one do you want to keep? There's going to have to be a decision made. Do you go back to Lance? Or do you... uh Keep the, the the other ten day guy because there's going to have to be somebody to replace him because it's going to take longer than ten days for Lance Stevenson to come back. So they'll at least be another ten day guard brought in, in my opinion. I'd be shocked if there isn't. And um, well, and I well, and you know what? More minutes for Tyus Jones. Okay, so that that's good too. That's the only other direction to go is more minutes for Tyus Jones. I'm not complaining about that part, but still, for insurance purposes, like somebody a warm body. Possibly a 10 day contract brought in um, to temporarily re- replace Lance Stevenson, if not permanently, depending on how bad the injury is. So that's my final take on that. Again, thank you guys so much for your involvement for the show. Hope I didn't step on myself too much. Uh, back and forth conversation. I kind of, you know, I mean, we go on our little tangents, our, our tirades, our rants, our raves. It's been a lot of fun. I love doing this show. I thank Hank McCoy for really getting things going. This guy is the bomb. You know, I absolutely love him uh, I was on it. I was on the court side not too long ago with him. Do check it out. It's one of the mini seweds. me and him did a mini sow together. Just stuff. So most fun thing ever, check it out Uh, a couple, it might be about a month ago so dig in the uh, archives a tiny bit on your iTunes because you can get it on iTunes for free do check it out if you could me and Hank, just beautiful chemistry and Vince Germano and I have been on there many times on this show in the past, but it's been a while though, and then the Showtime and T-World show is still on iTunes, check it out and maybe one day we'll finally get that one going again because I'm not going to ever officially call that show dead that show is still alive, it's just dormant right now it's a Timberwolves and Lakers show, or should we say, Lakers and Timberwolves show? Uh, giving Vince the floor to talk Lakers, and then we can continue Timberwolves conversation. So much fun, uh, you know. The whole two guys at, a, at a, two guys sitting at a bar stool having a conversation about basketball, um, but we're sober while we're doing it. Maybe we're having one beer while we're doing it. We're not drunk and screaming and cursing and throwing stuff. At the, at the TV or at each other <laughs> so there it is love you guys um, Tanae Brown, hope to hear Tanae's takes again soon again, don't feel like you're committed to, you have to do it every week, I understand sometimes you're busy or you, maybe you're not up to it don't have a whole lot to say Um, I'm sure if there's a trade or something happening, I'm yeah, send, send it whenever you want, even a short one. And then I could, in a longer one, whatever you want to do If you just have like a tiny little 32nd thing about some trade or whatever it is, or you want to keep going on other wolves topics on the same call. More than welcome though. Always welcome on the show. The door is open. The, the light is green, all that good stuff. Thank you again. Um, all of us here locally in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Give a shout out to Trevor Wicker and Jeff Johnson. Others, uh, thank you guys so much, Dre out there. I don't know if he's a listener, but uh, Brett Walters love the takes when he when he when he comes on. Thank all of you so much, and God bless. Please give Timberwolves Explosion a positive rating on iTunes if you could. It would be greatly, greatly appreciated. And I will give you a positive, I will give you a big thank you and a shout out on the show if you're able to do that. With that, I better step out of here, better call it a day. Thank you again. We'll talk to you next week. No, two weeks from now. Two weeks from now. We will talk to you two weeks from now. I will signed off there. Woo, I almost hit the button. But uh, two weeks from now, next week is off. You guys know why. I'm not going to review the All-Star game, but we will enjoy watching Carl in the uh, the, the uh, rookie sophomore game, the rising stars game, which he will get MVP in probably the Wally Zerbiak uh, game so <laughs> or the Timberwolves game really, he will compete the 3 Pete though, 3 Pete, where you go from Wiggins to Levine to Carl Anthony Towns, he's going to get it walking away, just stay freaking healthy that's all I ask, alright, we'll wrap things up, we'll see you in two weeks enjoy a little hockey during this time if you could, along with the, uh, <laughs> the all-star game as well.